Welcome to another episode of This Startup Story. I'm your host, Jay, and I'm super excited to bring on today's guest. Um, you know, adversity, grief, and learning how to rebuild and rebrand through it all. Today's special guest, Jasmine McKee, is going to share with us how she managed to navigate through grief and, and different hurdles in building a bathing suit e-commerce brand and what she's learned through it all and, and how she's managing to, to regroup to ultimately bring back a bigger and better product and a bigger and better e-commerce company. So as any entrepreneur could tell you, this, it's not exclusive to just Jasmine McKee's story. Um, we all face different adversities or different struggles, um, whether it's grief, adversity, our finances aren't where they, we want them to be. Um, she's going to cover it all in her segment and how she, she managed to, how she fell off of her horse, but she got back on to come back bigger, better, and stronger. So I'm super excited to share this episode with you guys. As always, if you're not following us, go ahead and follow us on whatever platform you're listening to and leave us a comment So and let us know how we can improve the show for you. Um, one week at a time, we want to make sure we make the show, uh, we tweak one thing at a time to make the show a bit better for our team of listeners. And with that, let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of This Startup Story. Today's special guest is Jasmine McKee. Jasmine, thanks for coming on the show. Um, before we dive in um, to our dialogue, if you can just give the audience a little insight as to who you are and what's bringing you on the show today. Yeah, uh, so my name is Jasmine. Um, I started a business uh, called Snack Bar Swimwear, where it's an online boutique where I sell um, swimsuits and swimsuit cover-ups and... Um, just try to build it up the best way I could. Yeah, and and for a lot of people, that's that's something that they don't think about until it's that season, um, right? It's I mean, most people typically don't wear swimsuits year round, unless you're in California, maybe. Right. <laughs> um, so, so what made you want to start that business, especially being a seasonal business? Um. Uh, okay. So. Um, every year I buy at least three or four swimsuits from different companies, of course, but I, I've always loved bathing suits and my brother, my younger brother, uh, one summer, he was like, so how many bathing suits did you buy this year? And I'm looking and I'm like, I don't even know. And, um, I have a friend who started a few businesses and I was like, man, I want to start a business. And so at the time, as I'm thinking, what business should I start? Like, what what will be my my business? What could I sell? And at that same time, I had got a swimsuit to come in through the mail, and the swimsuit was broke. I couldn't use it. I couldn't wear it. And I looked at it, and I didn't like the fabric. I didn't like um, the fact that they sent it to me, and I couldn't wear it. I was like, this is it. I'm going to do bathing suits. I like swimsuits already. Um, you know, if I have to model in the swimsuits to start off, I'll do that. I don't mind taking pictures. I can do this. So that's how I got into it. So it sounds like you started trying to fill a need um, 
did you always know that you wanted to start a business or, I mean, did this, this situation of getting your breathing suit, receiving it broken, and then kind of seeing your friends starting a business, is that what made you want to start? Or did you always know you wanted to be, you wanted to build something that was, was yours? Um, no, I didn't want to start a business actually. Um, but I can honestly say when I was in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do, you know? So when I, when I initially graduated high school, I went to nursing school and, you know, couldn't, couldn't pass the state boards for that. And then I'm getting all these jobs, you know, I've worked at the mall, I've worked in call centers, um, I worked at a bar, you know, just having taken different jobs and just not liking the fact that I wasn't in control of anything about the job, you know, I, I didn't like that, you know, but I, I knew I wanted to change, but I didn't know how, I didn't know where. So uh, when my friend, when I'm watching them, you know, open their business and it's successful, I was like, I want to do that. I want to feel like I'm in control of something. Not saying I, I'm a controlling person, but, you know, just I wanted to be, I wanted to own something. You know, I wanted something yeah. to be mine. Yeah. And it That's sounds like, I mean, not, not in the sense of you want control of your business. I mean, not in control of everything in life but you want control over something that, that you can, you can bring to fruition. Um, but I know for me, um, it's being an employee. I feel like that's a little more risky than being a business owner sometimes. I mean, yeah, there's risk with being a business owner, but I mean, your, your job determines when you get a raise, your job determines when you get to go on vacation. Um, it's pretty volatile. If your job makes the wrong, a business decision, your job is on the line. Right. So do you, do you feel like that? Do you feel like you life is more risky being an employee or an employer? Um, I would say, I would say employer because, um, I would say that the employer, because if it fails, it's all on you. Like you can't say, oh, well, it was customer service, you know, or it was sales. We didn't, it was, you know, it was account managing. You can't say anything. It was you, you know? So if you, if right. you make one bad decision, you, Hey, sometimes you don't eat, you right. know, that's all on you. And so I think being the employer, uh, it's the toughest, you know? Yeah. And do you feel like, so I know a lot of, a lot of times, especially today, you see a lot of people on social media and they look like they're super successful and they look like they have it all figured out and mm -hmm. they have a large following. Um, so sometimes it's easy to look like business comes easy. Mm -hmm. Um, and that your people's businesses flourish right off the top. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on working as an employee while you're building your business on the side, ultimately to to 
do that full time to scale a company? Um, well, one, it's scary. It's extremely scary. Um, you wait. I know for me, I woke up thinking, oh, this would be easy. You know, I already have what I thought was a good following on social media. I know a lot of people, you know, um, I'm a people person. So that won't be hard if I have to sell something, you know? So I, I didn't, I didn't think too much of it other than, oh, this would be a walk in the park, which it wasn't because when I started mine, not only was I working full time at a job, but I was also going to school full time. And um, then I just jumped on saying, oh, let me start a business. And then with social media being so huge now, you know, I have to market. I'm marketing on social media. That's hard because at my job, I can't be on my phone unless I'm on break. And then, you know, after soon as work was over, I'm shooting over to school. And so I can't be on my phone in class, you know, and then by the time I get home, sometimes I get home around 10, 30, 11 o'clock PM and I'm tired, you know, going through inventory, trying to confirm sales, um, people asking me, oh, is this still available? Is this not, you know, it, it was, a, it's a lot. You know, it's no walk in the park and social media. I mean, people make it seem like it's um, so easy, but really it's not. It really isn't. I'm not saying it's not. Um, it's not like nobody can do it. I mean, people do it. You know, it's doable, but it's just you got to put a lot of time into it. Like it, this is like a newborn baby. Right. And that's so true um, because it's, it's not like you get to, at a certain point, we'll say you get to pawn it off to the nanny air quotes um, being, you know, other people that help you in your business. But in the beginning, I mean, you're the one that has to feed it. You're the one that has to hold it and nurture it and expose it to the right environments. And so, you know, you bring up a good point, your schedule what what was that like for you? What was what was your mindset? Because you obviously had a lot going on. Was that a sense of encouragement at the time? Like was was your business your motivating factor? Like, hey, if I I keep pushing, I keep I keep grinding, one day my business will be flourishing and this will all be worth it. Or or take us to where where you were at that time. Um Okay, so when I first started, um, it was like someone had given me some kind of a thousand hour energy drink or something because I just had so much energy, you know, I was so excited to say, hey, this is mine, you know, hey, look at what I'm doing, you know, but at the same time, it's like, they're like, oh, well, can we, can you ship it today? oh, no, I got a final, I have a midterm, you know? So it was like my mindset, it's like I, I knew I wanted to give it my all, but I had an employee mindset. So it's like, I can't because I still got to go to work. You know, I, I still work from seven to four. I can't, I don't have 
I don't have that time, you know? So it's kind of like I was digging deeper and deeper and deeper into a ditch, you know, because it's like at one point I just didn't really pay it as much uh, attention as I wanted to, you know, it, it went from, you know, being on social media, sneaking on social media at work, you know, trying to post three, four times a day to um, I post maybe once or twice a week. Like I just, I couldn't, it, it became too much on my plate to where I could not, um, I wasn't focusing on my business. Yeah. And so it sounds like, especially to have to sneak onto social media at work, it sounds like you had the motivation to, to create a meaningful brand, but you didn't have the time flexibility. Mm -hmm. right. But you still did it anyways. Mm -hmm. And so can, can you take us into kind of your mindset? Because I know a lot of people would make an excuse for, oh, well, you know, I just don't have the time now, maybe tomorrow or next year. But tomorrow and next year aren't days of the week, right? right. <laughs> like, so if you say that, nothing will ever get done. So there was obviously a reason as to why you kept pushing through. So, so what forced you to say, okay, I don't have time but I'm going to sneak in and try to do it at work anyways, or I know I have a final, but I'm going to do what it takes to, to make this happen. Um, it was being at work and, um, the, the actual, the job that I had at the time when I first started, I had the office had three owners and three of the owners, all three owners offices, were like kind of across from mine. And then I had two managers and one of my managers was a micromanager. So he'll walk around and just, you know, be really up close on my desk and, you know, at, what are you doing? How, how are you doing this? Or, you know, if I'm on a call, he's trying to monitor the call. Not saying that I'm a bad employee. I wasn't a bad employee. He was just a micromanager because our our desks were so close to the owners. He felt like this is what he needed to do. So as I'm there, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking at the owners and I'm looking at my manager and I'm like, I don't like where I'm sitting. And not saying sitting across from the owners, I'm saying sitting as the employee, having all these people look at me. You right. get what I'm saying? I didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that I have all these people look checking on what I'm doing. I didn't I, I personally I didn't. You know, I wanted to feel some kind of um independence. I wanted to feel like I knew what I was I knew what I was doing with the job, but I wanted to feel like I want to own something, especially with you, with me sitting so close to the owners of the company that I'm working with and seeing how they're running it and then going home and, you know, I have this newborn business, you know, and it's like, this is what I, I want to pay attention to this, you know, this is what I want. Right. And so it was kind of like, it was motivating to sit so close to the owners, but at the same time, it was still kind of like, icky because 
It's just like, I don't like this position. I don't like being the employee. I don't. Yeah. And I think that's it for a lot of people too, that um, not to say that they're bad employees, but a lot of people realize that they, they find more joy out of creating okay. and not necessarily in the bureaucracy of corporate America. And so kind of, kind of, let's go back a little bit. Um, are your parents entrepreneurs? No, no. Or do you, do you have like any, any entrepreneurs in your family or anyone that started a business? Um, wow. With me having such a huge family, I know, not that I know of, um, but I do have friends who have started businesses. Okay. So, yeah, actually, so you mentioned your friends a lot, and I think that's that's another fascinating um, topic. So I don't know if you've heard this, but, um, and there, this saying goes around a lot, but show me the five people closest to you and I'll show you what your future looks like. Mm -hmm. So how has having friends that are business owners or that have started businesses or that are just creators, how has that impacted your mentality on being a business owner or starting a business or, or, or creating? Um, it, having friends who have started businesses or are just really dedicated to what they want to do and then doing it, it's extremely motivating because it makes you look at yourself different. Like I have a friend who decided that she was going to start saving money and eliminating her debt and her and I are extremely close so we talk about you know money management a lot and so as she's talking about it and as she's reading all these books to teach her how to save money and how to erase debt I'm looking at me you know I'm looking at how I'm spending you know like, oh, she's saving. How come I can't save? You know, so it taught me how to cut back on some things and be more mindful on what I'm spending. Um, so you can actually do what you really want to do, you know, at the end, you know, like, yeah. and that's, I think that's the ultimate goal. Like people just want to be happy and people want to be debt-free and, you know, stress-free and certain things cause stress. Like sometimes social media calls stresses me out, you know, so sometimes I have to get off of it. But when you don't have the funds to restock on merchandise or anything, it's all on you, you know, it's your fault, you know, so what can you do different, you know? So it, it having my friend uh, be really close to me and showing me what she's doing 
it showed me that, you know, I have to be obedient and, you know, more disciplined in what I'm doing and what I want to do. You know, I can't just, oh, okay, well, um, I can spend this, but, well, you know what, I'll just make the money again. I'll just spend it all. No, like, really save, you know, put it up. Like, don't stress yourself by spending all the money now and then now you're stressed because now you got to figure out a way to make the money again so that you can actually take care of business, you know? Right. And I think on social media too, a lot of people can fall, like you said, fall into that black hole of looking at the shiny objects that are out there Mm -hmm. and it's very distracting. Right. And so, so for you, it's kind of, it's kind of funny because for your business, you need people to be distracted and, (laughs) and get lost in your in your brand in in snack bar swimwear and so how do you how do you balance okay i need to entice people to engage with your brand and your the the product but also not get lost yourself and and lose sight or lose track of taking care of business um just being more mindful on like when it comes to social media like what your captions are um you know when i post my swimsuits you know i i give it detail i hashtagging um you know link in bio so if anybody does like message me privately and they're asking about other stuff that do not pertain to my swimsuit and it is my swimsuit um instagram account then i'm not going to entertain it you know like i see i mean having a swimsuit business of course you have to show you know your body and in the swimsuit you know so you you sometimes come across people who um get a little sidetrack and think they can message you or say something completely different. But if this is what you want and this is your business, you're going to know to focus. You know, this is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about this swimsuit. You know, if you want it, click the link in my bio and it'll take you straight to my website. If you do not want it, okay, that's fine. But at the end of the day, this we got a business to run. Right. And I think that's some, sometimes it's unfortunate. And I think I see where you're going with that. Sometimes it's unfortunate that um, people are not mindful or respectful of, of what you're putting out there and what you're putting on the line. Um, have you realized or noticed as you've grown your business, just how you associate with people? whether that's on social media or in your personal life? Um, associate mean like elaborate a little more. Yeah. Like how you've just the, the kind of people that you've spent your time with or, or the groups you you've chosen to spend time with. Yeah. Um, so since I started my swimsuit business, like it's a seasonal business, 
right now. Um, so usually I go out more during the springtime, summertime. I go out more so I can socialize with people. But, and I'm a people person, you know, I don't mind going out and socializing with people and promoting what I have on or what I sell or what I do. Um, so what I had to do was I had to, you know, take my friends who I know are also people, um, social people, and have them come out with me. And they, I had them market will wear my swimsuits as well so as they're going around and having a good time before at an event they'll have they'll be marketing for me too you know they'll be displaying my product as well so uh just in case someone asks hey where'd you get that or you know how'd you do that oh she's right there the owner's right there you know like I didn't surround I had to not surround myself around people who I know were not social like if I had to um if you're if I'm hanging around someone and they don't start the conversation, I can't it's not like I can't really go out with them. Cause like you or I could go out with them, but if I'm trying to market and I'm trying to, you know, get my website going and more sales, I need people who are gonna be more social. So I had to be around a lot of social people, even at times when I did not want to go out, you know, but I knew I had this these swimsuits I have to sell, you know? Yeah, and and so I, I kind of want to go back to to the start because it sounds like you have the confidence to go out and sell your product or promote your product and your brand. Um, but let's go back to the start. Um, what were some of the doubts that kept you from saying, you know, what, I'm going to make the leap into starting my brand? Because now today, I, I know the audience, for the audience, it might sound like, well, it's super easy for her to go out and promote her brand and her product um, and socialize with people and, you know, have brand ambassadors. But for someone just starting out, I'm sure they don't realize that you had doubts too when you were starting. So can you take us to some of the doubts that you had when you were, or if any, some of the things that you were a little reluctant about at first? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, so, like I stated, I worked full-time. I went to school full-time, and then I was trying to start this business. Um, so, I live by myself. I'm 20. I'll be 26 next month, and I live on my own in Southern California. So, when I had all this um, excitement and adrenaline and I was just motivation to start this business. Like this is gonna happen, but I didn't have. How am I? Where's the money coming from? You know, where am I gonna get the money? And then I start looking at other swimsuit businesses on um, social media and seeing the amount of followers they had and comments and likes compared to what I'm what I don't have and so I'm like okay how am I supposed to get my likes up you know I can't clearly I can't market you know from work you know so how am I gonna do this so my um confidence 
was going down and down, especially, you know, with me going from posting three, four times a day to posting um, once or twice a week. It, it, I didn't have the, I was losing my confidence, you know, in my own business. Like, this isn't going to work, you know, because I'm doing it by myself. And when I say I'm doing it by myself, I'm doing everything by myself. I have a car note, the apartment, you know, and when the apartment, I mean, people don't really pay attention to like, oh, okay, yeah, you have rent. Yeah, I have rent. And then I have electricity, utilities, you know. Okay, you have brand new utilities. Yeah, and I have to feed myself. I have groceries, you know. I, what if something breaks in here? I got to get a plan. You know, just a lot, you know. And so that was stressing me out. So what, what I can really say is I was lacking funds in the beginning, and I was lacking. The, I was just slowly and slowly lacking confidence to where I was losing my motivation. The excitement that I had in the beginning saying, yeah, I'm going to do this was like, I don't think I can, you know? Yeah. And even when you say you think you can't, um, it's phenomenal because you still press through and you found a way to make a way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that people, people need to remember is that if you want it, um, it may not happen in this amount of time you want, uh, because there are certain considerations you have to have, like the bills aren't going to pay themselves. Um, your fridge isn't going to fill itself. Mm -hmm. But if you're committed to an idea or, or a passion or a pursuit, you'll find a way to make it work. Right. And so for you, um, you, you mentioned that you're, you're running the business by yourself. Um, what are your thoughts on scaling to hire people um because i know a lot of people especially nowadays um you look at a lot of, of social media profiles or you look at a lot of youtube stars and everyone's on the solopreneur kick like i i i don't want to have to hire people i want to do it all on my own mm -hmm. um so can you take us into what your mindset is on that do you do you feel like you'll hire people at some point do you feel like you're going to try to keep it a lean solo machine for a long time kind of take us there no. Absolutely not. I think I would, when the business grows, I would definitely hire people. Um, last year, last summer, I just knew, I felt it in my soul that my business was going to take off. Last summer, I bought all the, the merchandise and um, I got new packaging for my swimsuits so when I shipped them out, um, which matched my logo for my website. And as soon as the packaging came and everything, I kid you not, a couple weeks later, we got the news that my grandpa was diagnosed with cancer. And then we, I was like, okay. Um, so I left my job and my grandpa we're extremely close still. Like, even though he's no longer with us, I still feel like he's extremely close to me. But um, I left my job. I took um, took my last class at school, my last microbiology class. And I dedicated last summer to 
hanging, spending time with my grandpa. So that meant we're going to chemo appointments or we're going to oncology appointments. That's fine. That's what we're doing. You know, like the business did not matter enough to me. My grandpa mattered so much more to me. And he still does. So my grandfather passed away in August. I'm sorry to hear that. Huh? I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. He passed away August 8th. Was it August 8th? I think it was August 8th he passed away. And, um, you know, just looking back and just dropping everything. Like, I spent so much money on swimsuits last summer and packaging and everything to not make anything. Because my grand, I, I wanted to spend that time with my grandpa the whole summer. And if my grandpa was still here today, I would have still been right by his side. Um, because he mattered so much to me to where I, I couldn't, I couldn't get, I could, I, w- I wasn't going to give this business the time of day. Um, but if I had employees, you know it would have made it so much easier, you know, because I would still be marketing on social media and everywhere. Um, I would be making sales, you know, but that happened in life and that and life does go on, you know, but things happen in life. Just when you think, you know, you're up, you know, you're feeling this high, you know, you're Things are looking great. You know, you can actually see the light at the end of the tunnel or what you think is a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, here comes a boulder. And now right. are you going to, uh, are we going to climb the boulder? Are we going to go around the boulder? Are we going to go under the boulder? What? Are we, how are we going to do this? You know, and my grandpa getting sick was my boulder, but it also was um, an eye opener. For me, because it showed me how compassionate I can be or how compassionate I am, how patient I am, Um, how how much, you know, you want to, just like the business, you want something you love, something you want to do, you know, it is no no thought, no second, you know, thought in your mind. That's what you're going to do. Just like the swimsuits. I knew when I got that broken swimsuit that this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm selling swimsuits. My grandpa getting sick. It was already, that's what I'm going to do. I'm spending that time with my grandpa. Like, no if, ands, or buts. My grandpa used to say all the time, you need to go home. You need to, you know, focus, you know. And I said, I'm going to focus. Don't worry. But you're my priority right now. And I don't regret that. I didn't regret it last summer. And I don't regret it today. I would have gave him that time, whether he asked for it or not. Yeah. And even through adversity, it sounds like you've, you've had a few, I guess, wake up calls or not even wake up calls, but a few pivotal moments and just for life and for your business. Mm -hmm. 
and you mentioned the time spent with your grandpa and, and the time that you said you were going to commit to your business. And it sounds like you realize one thing that I think a lot of people lose sight of, and that's the commodity of time. Mm-hmm. That's one commodity we can't get back. Right. And you mentioned how had, if you had employees or you had a team um, or a full-time team mm-hmm. that you would, the business would still function and flourish with, uh, without you maybe being there at 100% of the time. Right. So now what does that look like for you? Um, do you, do you, so coming to today, mm-hmm. do you feel like there's anyone that's, let's say interested in the e-commerce space? Do you feel like there's still opportunity and room for someone to get into this market to to build a big company um, that they can grow and grow a team and things of that nature. Yeah, I do. I, I do believe there's plenty of room. Um, I saw a post on social media once and someone took a picture in the grocery store of, you know, you go to the grocery store and you see the bread aisle where that whole aisle is just filled with bread, right? And it was basically basically saying, like, look at all these people who made the same thing and who are doing great. You know, you have Wonder Bread and Sara Lee, and um, I think there's a Harvest Wheat Bread. I mean, there's so many different types of breads, different type of bread companies, you know? Like, don't be afraid just because you see somebody Let's say you want to sell bikes, but you know three other people who already have bike companies. That don't mean that there's no room for your bikes. There's plenty of room for your bikes, right. you know? <laughs> there's room. Yeah. You know, just just because you see somebody doing the same thing don't mean that you cannot. Right. And I think sometimes, too, that, you know, you hear people that say, oh, well, it's too saturated already. Which, I mean, depending on what you're getting into, that might be true but you may market and brand your product in a way that resonates with some people versus others and that maybe if it's a saturated market that just shows that there's eyeballs and attention there and not that you're necessarily out of luck or out of chance correct i mean there's i mean within the past year and a half two years i've noticed that the what's big is makeup you know the makeup market i mean is huge right now and it's each person that i do follow because i like makeup so i follow different brands so each one that i do see and follow everybody markets differently you know some people market um of just doing makeup tutorials using their own brand. Some people have videos of other people using their brands. Um, I've seen where a makeup company combined, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Collaborated with a clothing company. So they're, you know, you know, promoting the clothes and the makeup as well, you know? Like, hey, let's do a double whammy on them. Uh, So each one, I mean, marketing 
is key for one, but everybody does it different, like you said. Yeah, and being an online business, it, it's different when you're, you know, it's different when you're in brick and mortar retail stores, you can build that personal one-on-one -on -one connection. Mm -hmm. And so having good marketing, it sounds like you're saying having a good marketing strategy and tactic is what, is what you need to hit your target audience. You might not get everyone, but you will get, if you focus on who your customer is, you'll get the right person. Right. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to transition into um, a question that we ask all of our show guests or a, uh, a bundle of questions. And that's keep, tweak, delete. Um, keep what's one thing you've kept in your business that's maintained your growth. Tweak what's one thing that you've altered or tweaked in your business that's helped to continue or accelerate your growth and delete. What's one thing that you've deleted or removed from your from your business that's helped to continue your growth? And had you not removed it, it would have would have hindered you. So let's start with keep. What's one thing you've kept in your business that's helped you grow? Um, one thing I've kept is one on the merchandise that I've I bought. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> <laughs> Got all that. Um, wow. Okay. What did I keep? Well, I kept my social media page. I'll say that. Um, tweaked. I'm still in the process of tweaking because I'm coming out of this grieving gray area from losing my grandpa. So I'm trying to um enhance the my business um i bought i bought some material because i wanted to make my own swimsuit cover-up you know i wanted to tap into actually designing the swimsuits because when i actually got my swimsuits i was buying wholesale but now i feel like i wanna i wanna try and design it myself um delete what I've deleted, well, one, I had to delete my um, my actual website. I had to delete it because when you're on the e-commerce, I use Shopify, so it was charging me every month, but I wasn't getting, was, it was charging me more than I was making. So I wanted to come back stronger when I do open it back up. So when I deleted that, and I'm still in the process of deleting because I want to delete um, the, the self-doubt. I want to delete the, the negative energy that I was giving myself. Um, or I am giving my, no, I was, I was giving myself. I'm deleting that because I can't, pro, I mean, like, I can't try to motivate myself day by day and secretly put myself down at the same time. I can't do both. It's impossible. And that's what I was doing. I was, I was my own work. I was my worst enemy at a time when it came to my swimsuit, especially last summer, because I wasn't making sales as, you know, I wasn't promoting 
So every time someone asks me about the swimsuit business, I would get upset. I would get stressed out because it's not going the way I want. But at the same time, I wasn't even putting in the work, wasn't putting the energy in. And even, you know, looking at the swimsuits, I just, I wasn't giving it the time of day. And it, it became negative for me. And I love swimsuits. So something I loved became something I just, I didn't like anymore. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Yeah. And that's interesting that you, you mentioned that because I think for a lot of people, they, they look at their businesses or whatever their, their, their major targets or projects are in life. And instead of stepping back to address the issues, they keep driving themselves further and further off the cliff. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it, and, you know, let me know what you think about this, but it sounds like I believe that it takes a certain level of confidence to say, you know what, I'm not quitting, but I need to be strong enough to take a step back, reassess, refresh, so I can come back bigger and stronger because your customers, I'm assuming, or, or your 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 followers mm-hmm. can sense that energy when there's a there's a dis disarray in in your business right correct um it's and people you know what when you are what i've noticed is when you're a new business owner um you're excited at the beginning even though it's stressful you're still excited because that's your baby but, and we feel like just the, we feel like the ultimate failure when it doesn't go as planned, you know? But at some point, we have to actually appreciate when a new business doesn't go as well in the beginning, if it fails in the beginning. If you gotta, you know, turn the, because I felt like a failure when I had to cancel my, website i felt like extreme failure but i needed to take that time and figure out what i need to do better and it had to really start with me because it was me it it, it was me who wasn't giving it the time of day it was it was me who wasn't paying attention to i mean messages or anything i was I, I, I wasn't paying attention to it but now that I've seen what I was doing, I was I was tearing myself up because who wants to go back into the mindset of being an employee again? And that's what it, it led to, you know? I had to become an employee again to actually wake me up, snap myself out of it and say, hey, this is not what I want, you know? I may have had right. one down, you know, downfall, but everything's not going to be a downfall and it's okay if one business doesn't make it it's okay just don't quit if you know you want to own a business if you know that you have something to offer to this world then keep keep trying there's nothing wrong with that yeah and and there's a there's a i mean you you bring up a good point that I think a lot of people sometimes forget. All it takes is just you you pushing past that one degree. Don't quit. Um, you know, one degree is the difference between 
boiling a cup of noodles or creating steam that powers a locomotive. But you won't figure it out and you won't find out if what's powering your locomotive if you stop before you reach that next degree. Right. Right. You you won't know anything if you stop. You know, I've seen, um, you know, quick little short videos of two people digging, you know, for gold, you know. And one guy, he um, found one of the pieces of gold and he notified his friend like, hey, I found the gold. So the other person stopped digging and he went over there to, you know, hang with the person with the gold. When really the person who stopped digging um, had tons of gold over there. He just stopped. Like he didn't know what he had. Because he stopped and he saw somebody else doing it or saw someone else with it. So he was like, oh, we're good. I'm done. When really he he missed his opportunity to have way more gold than this one little piece of gold that his friend found. You know, so I mean, you might see people on social media um, who have that little piece of gold that you think you want, you know. Like, dang, if I just had one piece of gold, I mean, I'm telling you, I would, I would, you know, use it wisely. I would, I would be so much ahead in life when really you got a lot of gold, you know, but you got to tell yourself and you got to know that you have a lot of gold, you know, and that you got to keep digging and there's nothing wrong with getting your hands dirty, you know, fighting the good fight. There's nothing wrong with that, but you got to know that for yourself. Yeah. And that's, a, that's such a valuable golden nugget. And, and I think it's true because you look on social media and you see people and it looks like, you know, they have one little gold nugget and you say, wow, if, if only I, if once I get that golden nugget, I'll be happier. My life will change. Right. And really you're standing on top of just a fruitful ground full of gold right. and not nuggets, but full mounds of gold, mm-hmm. but you didn't dig just one degree further and you lost out on that opportunity. Right. And so I guess my, my last, last question for you before we kind of get out of here, you know, so what's, what's next for you and snack bar? What's your, what's your next money move? The, the next thing that's going to take you from where you are today and, and take you to your, to your, your, you know, six month and one year goal. Um, so what I've been doing is I wanted to, I wanted to keep snack bar nonetheless, but I wanted to expand it like, um, snack bar cosmetics. You know, I like lip gloss. Um, I want to make my own mascaras. I want to make my own lip glosses. So have a snack bar cosmetics, have keep snack bar somewhere, you know, um, just keep expanding on the things that I really love. I've been, everywhere I go, like, people have been asking, I mean, well, what are you passionate about, you know? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm passionate about yet. But really, I have to be honest with myself. And I like beauty, you know, I like, I like swimsuits. I love makeup. I love hair. 
care. I love, I love what you would call girl stuff, you know, and why not focus on that? You know, the market's huge. So I think in the future, I want to start, um, lip glosses and, and mascaras within the next year. Definitely. That's amazing. And you know, it's, it's never too late to, to pivot. And I think that actually complements your, your business because when people are out at the beach, they still want to look good. Correct. And so, you know, one thing I like to say with, um, you know, with every guest or just in life in general is you climb, you climb a mountain, uh, the same way you run a marathon one step at a time. And it sounds like you're you're running your marathon, you're climbing your mountain one step at a time. And and there might have been an avalanche that's tried slowing you down, but you didn't quit. You keep climbing. And so I think this was I think this was a great interview. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that need to hear that, you know, you're going to stumble, but it's okay. Um and I think it's an old there there's an old saying that fall seven times, get back up eight. And so I, you know, I'm super excited. I'm super happy you came on the show. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you and, and I'm sure our, our team of listeners, um, you know, enjoyed and, and extracted a lot of value from this. So, so I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Oh no, I appreciate it. What a powerful show that was, you know, it just goes to show that you know, Jasmine is such, and talking to her just prior to the call and after the call, she's such an optimistic person. You would never know, you know, she was going through any of that or, or some of the hurdles she was facing just because she's so positive and optimistic and, and is always looking at what's next, what can I do better, and constantly reminding her of her why. You know, sometimes when we get into a business, uh, a lot of times, I know for me, I, I used to look at business opportunities and think, okay, just show me the dollar sign first. Uh, that's all I care about. But when you're just looking at the dollar sign, that's not enough to push you through those times of grief. And, you know, just first off condolences to, to uh, Jasmine and her family. And, and um, you know, it's, it's always tough losing someone that's close to us. But you could see how she, she has her why. She, she knows why she wants to build a swimsuit line and and how she can tie in some different products through that uh, because even through grief if we have a great we have an understanding of our why everything else will figure itself out yes we need to take time to to be with our loved ones time is a precious commodity that we won't get back but i, I would just encourage all of you whether it's to be a full-time entrepreneur or you you have a, a side hustle that you're looking to scale to maybe supplement your day job or replace your day job. The power of owning your business, allowing you to spend time with loved ones when, when they're not in the best uh, health or be having the power to support loved ones that maybe they're good people, but they don't have the financial resources and they're busting their butt every day, but they just can't catch a break. Having that why and knowing why we want to help and why we want to build our businesses, it gives us a different sense of, well, I know I fell off the horse but I'm seven times, but I'm going to get back up eight. And so it just lends itself to you know, having a bigger purpose, having a bigger sense of why, 
so you know, hey, maybe if I need to take a step back to rebrand and rebuild and regroup, it's not quitting. I know what my vision is. I know what my purpose is. I know what my, my, my objective and my goals are. So it's okay if you take a step back to reassess, survey the playing field. Because it's not a mat, it doesn't matter how you played in the first, second, and third quarter. Until you make that final touchdown or that final goal in the fourth quarter, you got to keep pushing. And at the end of the day, no one's going to remember what you did in the first, second, and third quarter of the game. They're only going to remember did you win the game or not. And so, with that, I want to remind you guys just don't quit. Keep pushing. Keep pressing through. Your time is coming. You know, like, like I said in the, in the, on the show, the difference between what powers a locomotive and what boils your food is one degree. All you have to do is just push that one extra degree and you'd be surprised where your life can go when you don't want to get up because you're tired or, or you know, business didn't turn out the way you wanted it to or you couldn't close that deal. It's all right. Just keep pushing because you never know what the universe is going to bring to you. Speak, speak what your future is going to be into existence and you'd be surprised how your future can turn out. And as always, we're all on a marathon. If this were a sprint, if this were easy money, as quick as it comes is as quick as it can go. And so remember, guys, you run a marathon the same way you climb a mountain, one step at a time. Until next week, team, I look forward to sharing a bunch of great episodes coming up. I'm super excited. And as always, share share your thoughts. Let us know what you're thinking. Share this with a friend that, that needs to hear this. Share it with someone that maybe fell on their face and they don't want to get back up, but they just need a little nudge to show them that, yeah, it's going to be okay. I'll get through it. And so I really enjoyed interviewing Jasmine. She gave a lot of great insight that sometimes, and in sharing those vulnerabilities, sometimes that people don't want to share because they feel like they have to have this brave face for their customers or their audience. But, you know, people are human too. And they realize that, hey, you might have fallen, but be that example of what it looks like to get back up. And so until next episode, we'll see you at the top.